When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Because I don't need that kind of smoke. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. You know, we had some opportunities and left some guys on base. Um... And again, that that's going to happen. It's not like we didn't have the opportunities to to score some runs. And, and it, as we know, um, when you get that big hit or you get a couple of those big hits, um, you know it's a big lift, and you end up with a few runs on the board, and things start rolling from there. And sometimes it's tough to get that really that first big hit with people on base. Um, we didn't we didn't get it uh, tonight really at at any point. Mackie and Judd with Rami on the all new Score North and Score North mobile app. And things are so bad for the Twins. We're panicking so much. We had to go to the other side of the river, a baseball stadium called CHS Field, gentlemen. We're just we're the, the, the Twins are stay away right now. I'm I'm done. I'm I'm gonna I'm just gonna stay well, in St. Paul and watch the Saints now. I, yeah, I I'm just out, I'm out on the season. I gave up on the Twins. I came here for yeah. the Twin Cities' real first place team. Yeah, St. Paul Saints. That's what I'm here for. SaintsBaseball.com if you want to order tickets That's right. to a team that you shouldn't be panicking over. I jumped off the ledge, and guess who caught me? St. <laughs> Paul Saints. St. Right. Paul Saints caught me. Yep, the home run porch, the Spire home run porch up here <laughs> inside uh, CHS Field. Um, so it's Mackie and Judd with Rami, but without Judd today, he's got, uh, he'll be back tomorrow. It sounds like he's uh, dealing with some personal stuff that I'm, I'm sure he'll share on the show tomorrow, but... Uh, here to play the role of Judd Zolgad is Derek Wetmore. Did you bring your, like you said off the air, your 35 things to panic about with this Twins team? I've added a 36th since oh, we've good. come okay, in cool. here. Good. So I think I'm well prepared to fill Judd's shoes today. All right. So I legitimately received a text message from somebody I know that said, my God, what happened to the Twins yesterday? You said you know this person. Do you like this person? <laughs> uh, acqu- acquaintance. <laughs> Do you respect this person's baseball acumen? I don't respect anyone's baseball acumen <laughs> that says, oh, my God, what happened to the Twins? <laughs> I'm just going to say, because if you do, stop. Okay, uh, people talk about June swoons, and, man, you go through these rough stretches, and the, is this the same old Twins that they give you a little tease here? A swoon isn't losing two out of four to another Major League Baseball team. A swoon isn't when you don't sweep somebody, which is what happened last week. They've lost five out of eight, Phil. Don't downplay this. Have they Have they lost three in a row yet? No. no All season? Yet. Four no. out of five the other day, though. So. Mm. But, like, can you really call anything a swoon that doesn't involve three straight losses? No. Okay. Because, I like, the feedback I'm getting from a lot of Twins fans is very different than that. It's very much... 
panic. Oh my God, sound the alarms. What's wrong with this team? Okay, like this team isn't perfect. But they will address those imperfections, but this is not a swoon. Alarmists and pessimists tend to be more vocal. I, I don't think we should give too much credence to the alarmist, the pessimist, the negative people who are out there. I think the vast majority of Twins fans understand where this team is at right now, don't they? That they're in a pretty they're in a pretty good spot. Things are things are pretty good right now for this Twins organization. I think we might have to confirm this with a poll on the Score North account. Okay. Jonathan, can you help us craft something? We'll do. The score uh, just 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 go to uh, if you if you're not following already, twitter.com slash score north S K O R North. And I'm thinking the question should be something like to what degree are you panicking about the Minnesota Twins? So you right put now? panic in, in the question. Are you worried? To what degree are you, are you worried? worried? Yes. And you can make panic one of the answers. Okay. If you want. So panic, like full fledged panic. Right. Uh, world something about World Series, and then uh, I don't know, maybe a couple things somewhere in between there. Maybe something like Judd level panic can be the most aggressive. <laughs> you guys, this is the good news, bad news of being a great baseball team. That if your expectation is five hundred and you're playing like four seventy five ball for a week, uh, for a month, it's like all right. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I wish my team was better, but here we are. But if you play legitimate, like, 700 ball for two and a half months, <laughs> if you're winning two out of every three baseball games in which you play, of course, then when you lose four or five or whatever, the expectation, the sight line has just been raised so much. I feel like the Twins are now a victim of their own lofty expectations. Yeah, it's, uh, they, yeah you set the bar that high, and it becomes tough to match, and so now everything seems like it's coming up short of the bar that you set because it probably will right um but i I just like the way my brain works i want to know i like to reverse engineer things okay what does a super bowl winning team look like and are there any that that and you can go back and see like did any super bowl winning teams lose every game in december okay like that doesn't happen very often and momentum is a real thing in football Mm -hmm. whereas in baseball momentum is more about who's pitching and as you as you shorten your staffs in the postseason, if a guy who's your number four starter blows a game, that doesn't matter when you go into October, etc. So for baseball, I want to know teams that won a hundred plus games and or won a World Series recently, what type of swoons did they go through? Is it common to go through stretches of poor play or where you lose seven of nine? Right? I mean, I sure. legitimately was curious how panicked. Let's say this thing goes from. Two out of four against the Royals, which is not, okay, would you like to take three out of four against the Royals? Yes, in an ideal world. But if this thing goes off the rails for like two or three weeks, does that rule the Twins out from winning a World Series? That's what I want to know, and I actually did the research on no. this. You want to hear some of this stuff? Sure. You okay. did a deep dive? This is about to be a PMAC fact attack? Fact, 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 fact. Act, 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 act. 2008 World Series winning... Boston Red Sox, 108 wins in the regular season. They started 17-2. and 17-2. They set the bar even higher than the Twins did. They played below 500 baseball for a month straight after their 17-2 and two start. So they went from 17-2 and two to, like, I want to say it was, like, 29 and, uh, I don't know, 29 and 16 or something like that. So they right. come out of the gate hot. They stumble for a month. Uh, they lost 6 of 8 in June, but then they figured it out in the second half of the season. They got back on track. The 2017 Astros, I'm not going to go through my whole list, just a couple prominent ones. 
2017 Astros, 101 wins in the regular season, okay? From July 6th until September 13th, so over two months, they were below 500 for a two-month stretch into the middle of September. Wow. And they won the World Series. They won 101 games, and they won the World Series. That's a swoon. If you go two months and you're below 500, and you're expected to do big things or win the World Series, and they eventually hiked up their their uh, stirrups and they won the World Series. <laughs> but that's a swoon. Call me when there's an actual swoon is what I'm saying with this Twins team. Not when you Actually, don't sweep the Royals. I think what you're saying is even if there is a swoon, don't call me. There will be a swoon. Correct. There will be a swoon. Yes. And that doesn't mean that this is not a good baseball team. Because what happens when you call Phil and leave him a voicemail? I don't know. Rami, have you experienced no, this? No, I have not. What? It goes in with his other 1,178 oh. unanswered voicemails. Well, that's because nobody leaves. So don't leaves. bother calling Do you want to see how many, how nobody many unanswered? Leaves, nobody leaves voicemails in 2019. Oh, I'm just saying. Man. See that bottom left number? Oh, my God. Is that real? <laughs> yes. How many that's how many it? voicemails you have? Unlistened to two voicemails. 341. <laughs> that's wrong with you, man. Mine don't. was like an intentional exaggeration, and it wasn't that much higher. Than I mean, I don't enough. listen don't to them. Don't leave I... me a voice. Send me a text message. Send me an email. I don't listen to them, but I delete them. I can't have that number staring back at me every time well, I listen. open up my phone. So the only difference between you and, and me in this regard is that you delete your I have OCD, yeah. I can't see that number when I open up my zero. phone. I have, one, I have one voicemail saved on my phone, and that's my parents singing happy birthday to oh, me because I figured oh, that's nice. one day they won't be able to sing happy birthday to me you anymore. Have that. I'd like yeah. to have that. Now, yeah. to make this a grim conversation, I did save like 10 of my late mother's voicemails. So of those 341... Dude, that's why you clear tw- out the rest of them. Probably 20 or, 30, <laughs> 20 or 30 are my dead mom. So Create some space, you so, know what I mean? Yeah, that's Jeez. <laughs> Anyways, I, look, I, I don't think anyone's going to get the sympathy of Phil when they call and ask about the twins panicking. But it is. A, I think it's a product of heightened expectations, not only from those of us who also followed the 2015, 16, 17, and 18 twins, most of those disappointing, one of them, as you heard with the inflection of my voice, kind of interesting. Those people are going to get that it's a six-month grind, baseball is played out, you got an eight-game lead over the Cleveland Indians, life is good. A great start to the season has also brought in a large mass of casual baseball fans, which is great. The Twins welcome them, too. Certainly, we welcome them on the Score North First Place Twins show uh, in numbers. But that also, like, a little bit of that sort of football mentality starts to creep in a little bit, I think, when the fan base is as large and growing as quickly as the Twins are this summer. I think the the hard part to digest here is, I'm going to over-exaggerate a little bit, but nothing really matters for the next couple months other than the trade deadline. Because they're, I mean, they're, they're going to go through some ups and um, My guess is at some point they win eight games in a row again. The only thing that matters for the next two or three months is what can they add to this thing that they've already built, right? What, what can they add to make you feel good about October? And to me, like, that's why when you come off a weekend series like this in which you wish things had gone a little bit better, in my mind, I've tried to train myself now, now that they're off to this hot start, to just think big picture, think October, think trade deadline, and not get too tripped up on... Man, like, what Jason Castro hasn't been great the last five games, and he was awesome before. Like, well, okay, he's Jason Castro. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna. It, I, I guess what I'm saying is, I'm gonna be locked into this Twins team every single night and every single day going forward. 
but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try as much as possible to avoid playing the result of every single night and riding the roller coaster up and down. It's not often any fan base gets to be in this position, but it's the best position to be in, which is that every win, you can celebrate, you can pump your fist, you can yeah. say, we're really good, and every loss, look at it for a second, see what's to be taken from it, and then flush it. And never think about it again, and don't get upset about it. Don't, yeah. don't lose any sleep over it. Don't let it affect your mood. If it's a day game for the rest of that day, nothing. It means nothing. Flush it. It's over. It's done. It's gone. Now, since Judd's not here, I almost feel obligated to sit in his seats, mm-hmm. put myself in his brain for a moment, and it's speak a on behalf. place, man. I know, but, but someone has to speak on behalf of the panicked. Somebody has to speak on behalf of the fans. I don't think Judd is fans. even panicked. I don't think even Judd is panicked at this point. I don't want to speak for the man. We've spoken enough about this subject that I can tell you Judd has a World Series attitude for sure. Yeah. He has an all-caps letter World Series attitude. But there are always things lurking around the corner that could keep you from the World Series. And Judd has a hyper-aware eye for what those things might be. Well, let's, let's go through a list here, okay, just off the top of our heads. Things that are actually worth kind of panicking about. Okay, well, we should start the conversation by saying that this is a great baseball team, and they're going to lose sixty some games. It, which means they're going to they're going to lose thirty five or forty more games minimum. Buckle up, even if they win ninety five or one hundred. Yeah, they're such pessimists. The thing that I would be a little bit panicked about if I were to, one to panic, and I am sitting right now in in uh, Judd Zolgad's seat, okay, from CHS Field. The Yankees just traded for Edwin Encarnacion. Mm-hmm. The team that always gets the best of the Twins in the postseason is the Yankees. And if you look at the way they've lined up one through five right now, I believe Aaron Judge was betting leadoff at one point. Did I see? Was it yesterday or Saturday? I didn't catch that. But it's like they can run out one through five. Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stanton. They can run out Gary Sanchez, Edwin Encarnacion. I mean, they run out... You could argue maybe four of the top six or seven power hitters in all of baseball. So as you start to look at how do the Twins match up against that lineup and that kryptonite that's always been tied around the Twins' neck going back to their first, uh, well, I guess their, their, their second playoff run of this last 20 years, 2003, eh, it makes me a little bit nervous to look at that lineup right now. I know the Twins have more home runs. I know the Twins have a better lineup through the first three months of the season. What's the better lineup and the most dangerous lineup in October? It's probably the Yankees. One through being five. On, probably the Yankees. One through five, but... Gregorius is coming back at some point. We've talked about this before. The Twins legitimately go 12 or 13 deep. It's not even one through nine when you talk about the Twins. It's one through 12 or 13, depending on who's up and, and who's down at Rochester between Arise, wow, Williams, 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 Williams Astadio, yeah, and, wow. and, and all the other guys who've sort of been back and forth a little bit this year. You run 12 or 13 deep of guys who you can construct a lineup with and feel pretty good about it. How many teams can say that? I don't think the Yankees can say that. Can you give us that name again? Arise. That's better than Dick Bramer. <laughs> and Bramer's, Bramer's honed it pretty well. He's honed it pretty I can't do it. I can't roll an R. You can't roll your R's? So you for me, it's like... You can't roll an R. I, I had to revert to like Luis, the, 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 the Amer- second baseman, the American version, <laughs> yeah. Lou Arias, <laughs> Louis Arias, <laughs> Lou, Lou Arias. If I'm talking about things that make me nervous right now, I mean, we could go tit for tat for a whole segment on this if you wanted to. 
One thing that would startle you a little is there are some great teams in the American League, of which the Twins are one. But the difference between the Twins and, let's say, the Houston Astros, Astros have been there. Those guys have done that. Only a couple of guys on the Twins, can you say, have that reference point for success in postseason baseball. Meanwhile, up and down the lineup in Houston, they've got that. They always sort of feel like that in New York. And, of course, Boston, World Series champs. I just think that there's something to be said for the postseason credibility. The Twins don't really have that in spades right now. It's not making me nervous on June 24th. But as I flash this thing forward and look into October, I'd say that's something that could potentially come into play okay. if you don't strengthen this thing. All right, Rami, come on, Mr. Mr. Cut the Brakes. Mm-hmm. He's, he's just trying to make up, Phil, for last week's negativity. It the wasn't pessimism. even negativity. Rami Makhlouf raining on Twins fans' parades in the it was a negative. It show. was a negative hypothetical just to point out how positive I am. What that's, I said was... twisted logic right there. You know, they could lose 10 of that. 12... And it would still be fine. If they lost 10 of 12... It's fine. The amount of panic in this town from emotionally scarred fans... If you are a Minnesota sports fan under the age of 40, you know nothing but emotional scarring. And so while I'm telling, I'm telling those emotionally scarred fans, this last weekend is nothing to panic about. There are some things that could rise to the level of actual panic, and I'm wondering what those are. I don't... I don't I, I don't want to overstate what Manny was trying to say today, but on the Score North first place Twins show, Manny was basically saying that the Indians, you can kind of see them in the rearview mirror for the first time in a long time. That they're back there. It's still eight games. He wasn't worried. He wasn't panicked at all. But you, you could see them. They're back there. They're way back there, but they're back there. And he goes, hey, man, they, they've won three straight and eight out of ten. And I went, yeah, they've won three straight and eight out of ten, and it's still an eight-game lead. That's what it, that's, how many, you know how many stretches of schedule like that where the Twins are also struggling it's going to take to make up the difference between those two teams right now? That only, if anything, illustrates the strength of the position that the Twins are in right now. That the team that's chasing you can win 8 out of 10 and 3 straight games and still be almost double digits back of you. You are a noted Chicago Cubs fan. Yes. In 2016, Rami, the Cubs which, by the way, they won 103 games in the regular season and then went on to win the World Series. So if you just look at the headlines, holy crap, that team was dominant in the regular season, 103 wins, and then they went on to win the World Series. Right, you think it was a a rose-petal-paved way to the World Series that whole series. In June, they lost, they had a stretch where they lost 8 of 12 in May, 6 of 7 in June, and then 8 of 9 in July. Yeah. The Cubs actually were... Uh, for a month stretch in the middle of the year, they were six games below 500 that year. Mm-hmm. So what were what was going through your mind and Cubs fans' minds as they tried to navigate? Holy crap, we've got this amazing thing on our hands, but it's not a smooth ride for all seven months. Um, well, there was a lot of pain there as a Cubs fan. A lot of failure. A lot of a lot of teasing us with a taste of success and then pulling it away with losses in the NLCS or whatever the case might be. So. You never want to take anything for granted in the middle of a season like that, but trying to remember back on it, I don't even think... Now, I'm sure there were plenty of Cubs fans who were panicked when they were going through some of those stretches that they were going through, but I don't think I, I really panicked, and especially once they added Araldis Chapman. You just look, you look at a team, and, and 
you you can you assess them objectively and honestly whether you're a fan of them or not and look at where they where their strengths are where their weaknesses are are they built for playoff baseball is anybody in the division really a threat and the truth was that year with the cubs not really no and the truth is this year with the twins there isn't really a threat in the division. Do they have weaknesses? Yes. Stuff that needs to be addressed if you're going to be a strong postseason baseball team? Absolutely. Got to add arms to the bullpen. At least one or two good arms need to be added to this bullpen. But nothing to be legitimately worried about right now. And you got to remember that this rough stretch where they've lost five of eight and still haven't lost three games straight came over a two-week period where you didn't have a day off. You played a 17-inning baseball game, and you lost four significant players, varying significance, but significant all four of them to injuries over the course of that two-week yeah. stretch. I think there's something to be said for when you are as good as the Twins are, and you and, and I've got ten more examples of teams that the wheels came off a little bit in May or June. When you, are, when you know you're good and you get off to a hot start, you can't, it's, it's, a, it's a long run. You've been at spring training for two months, and you're off to a great start. I think it's pretty hard to be laser-focused, locked in, when June hits, when July hits. And the true test is, okay, what happens in August and September? Can you ramp it back up? Uh, do I think they're going to go through a month or two-month stretch where they play below 500 baseball like the Astros did a couple years ago? Probably not. But, uh, but it's pretty common for teams that are this good to have stretches like this, if not ten times worse, and still be able to win the World Series. Optimism, it's happening in the middle of June and not for the first nine games of the season yeah. like it did to the Twins a couple years yeah. ago. Life is good when you have to take a series in which you didn't sweep or didn't, didn't... First of all, you didn't lose the series. It was two out of four. But when you take a split series and, oh my God, the Indians are within eight games again and turn those into negatives, I think things are looking pretty up here in... Uh, in Twins land, or in Twins territory. In Bomba Soda, in the Bom- land of 10,000 rakes. Exactly. Which, by the way, you can get your official Bomba Soda t-shirts at bombasoda.com. That's bombasoda.com. Mackie and Judd with Rami. No Judd uh, today on the show. He'll be back tomorrow. Did you just give me the breaking news? Uh, no, I was trying to update you on the poll that Jonathan got put up, and then uh, my computer started going wonky, <laughs> so I can't update you on well, the we'll poll. Well, we'll do when we come back. How up. panicked are you, poll? Also, the Twins did add an interesting name to their bullpen over the weekend. We'll get Derek's thoughts on that. Derek Wetmore's here from scorenorth.com and the Scornorth First Place Twin Show. Is it just me, or does the uh, grounds crew at CHS Field not look like a grounds crew? It just looks like the office it is the Staff. office. Okay. It yeah. was right. actually who was having a happy hour drink across the street. They said, hey, okay, we got something for you. It was raining a little earlier. But the, the good news is the tarp is coming off here. It'll take you 20 minutes. And we should have baseball. Yeah, life in, in minor league baseball right there. There's not, a, there's not a full grounds crew of, uh, of, of 10 dedicated folks, but they've Love got it. a lot of dedicated staffers. Yeah, we're hanging out at CHS Field. So uh, if you want to come down, looks like the sun is back out here. It rained for a little while, but... Uh, tomorrow night is the 40-year anniversary, or at least the celebration, or uh, or some other word, maybe not celebration, Riot. of the uh, disco <laughs> demolition that Mike Vec oversaw at Comiskey 40 years ago. So tomorrow night's the disco premonition here from CHSV. We'll talk to Mike Vec and get the full behind-the-scenes story on one of the most prominent baseball promotions gone wrong ever in the 5 o'clock hour. Let's first talk about... The fine folks at Luther Brookdale Toyota, 694 in Brooklyn Boulevard, where uh, a couple weeks ago, probably three weeks ago now, I jumped into a brand new 2019 RAV4 XLE, 
It is amazing. Uh, I've driven RAV4s before as rentals, and uh, we've had a couple in our family, but I've never had one on a daily basis. I love all the safety features, blind spot monitoring, love the Entune system and Apple CarPlay built into the dashboard of the interior, and it gives you really easy access to the ScoreNorth mobile app, too. In fact, uh, if, if you've never used the Entune system or CarPlay before, uh, it's literally like having your phone connected to a screen right in front of your face, uh, all offset to the right because it would be unsafe if it was right in front of your face. And they're always thinking about safety <laughs> at Luther Brookdale Toyota. 694 Brooklyn Boulevard and LutherBrookdaleToyota.com to find out more. Mackie and Judd with Rami hanging out at CHS Field today. Thank you, Jonathan. Mackie and Judd with Rami, live from CHS Field, home of the St. Paul Saints, where there will be baseball tonight now that the rain clouds have moved out and all-star festivities July 22nd and July 23rd. For all things St. Paul Saints related, visit saintsbaseball.com. Judd out today. Twins reporter Derek Wetmore in. And uh, we have a poll up at Score North on the Twitters, and it says, uh, to what degree are you worried about the Twins' season? 10% 10% of 245 votes are at a Judd-level panic. 6% uh, say time to be sellers. 51% say they'll lose the ALDS. And 33% still on track for the World Series and have cut the break. That's 51% of people that lived and died with every single playoff series between 2002 and 2010. Mostly died. They mostly died. They lived during that 2002 ALDS Game 5. There was not a lot of living between now and then. If you go to uh, scorenorth.com right now or the Score North mobile app, your one-stop shop for all audio and written content from us here at Score North, you'll find five thoughts from our very own Derek Wetmore on the Minnesota Twins and sort of centered around the move that they made over the weekend is your five thoughts column this morning, right, Derek? Yeah, and it's it's fairly low wattage move if you just look at it on the surface, but... Let's unpack a little bit more what it represents. I mean, signing Cody Allen to a minor league deal. Yes, that Cody Allen, who starred for the Indians on their World Series team, who signed a free agent contract with the Angels this year. But, guys, I knew he had been struggling. I didn't know he had a 6.26 ERA in his time in Southern California. he can't throw a strike. Before they cut him loose. He's walking the park. He's not getting swings and misses. The velocity's down from its peak a couple of years ago. Uh, I consider this to be something of a reclamation project, even at age 30. Yeah, this is, okay, I, I, I want to I draw a line here because I think it's easy to say, well, cl- classic twins move. Instead of getting Craig Kimbrell for 50 or $60 million on a three-year deal, they go back to the used DVD bin and they pull a guy off the scrap heap who was DFA'd by the team that paid him $9 million to start the season, right? So the Twins get to pay him $500,000 and hope that he can get back to his old form. Classic Twins hoping that a pitcher above the age of 30 can get back to his old form. And that's been a pattern mostly during the Bill Smith and Terry Ryan regimes. But I just want to say I'm, I think it's okay to put this move in one bin and then leave the other bin open. The other bin being a meaningful trade that has to happen between now and July 31st. This is a good signing. If, 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 they, had their, uh, if they were able to get Cody Allen back to his old form or even like 80% of his old form and they pulled the trigger on a meaningful trade for a Sean Doolittle or if Ken Giles comes back off the disabled list or whoever, now they have 
those two guys to pair with Taylor Rogers, and it's one of the more formidable bullpens in all of baseball. But I think it's really easy to just criticize same old twins, classic scrap heap move. No, this, this is a good scrap heap move. There's no downside to it. There's a ton of upside, and it doesn't and won't prevent them from making another move sometime in the next four weeks or so. I criticized them when they signed Martin Perez because I thought, is that enough to fix your rotation? And didn't he have a six-plus ERA last year in Texas? (laughs) This is the Martin Perez of the bullpen. But I also think that you didn't expect anything from Martin Perez when they signed him, and it was fair to not expect anything from Martin Perez to sign him, regardless of what the results have been since then. Looking at that situation and and assessing it honestly, you went okay. They just got a guy with a six ERA. Probably, probably not realistic to expect a lot from that guy. And I would say the same about Cody Allen. I have no expectations for Cody Allen. Whatever they get out of him, great. If they can fix him and it is Martin Perez or Jake Odorizzi all over again, awesome. But I'm not counting on that. I don't expect that per se. You think he pitches for the Twins this year, Phil? Yes. And I honestly, I think he. I think he pitches well for the Twins. So let's let's just go through this for a second. He was one of the top, I don't know, he wasn't like Araldus Chapman top reliever, but he was one of the top second-tier relievers yeah. in baseball. He's diet Craig Kimbrell. Fastball, yeah, curveball, velocity, swing and miss. Yeah, he's a, he was a really, really good late-inning reliever. Uh, you could argue that he wasn't even the best reliever on his team during that year in which the Indians went to Game 7 of the World Series, yeah. that they were using him in the ninth. And uh, was it was it uh, Andrew, Andrew Miller, Miller at the time? Roving fireman. Yep. But it, that that wasn't that long ago. He was at the top of his game two, three years ago, and he's 30 years old. So I got to think if there's still some velocity there, and I haven't done all the digging on this, but if, if there's still stuff there and it's just a matter of how do we get him to throw it over the plate, the Twins are as equipped as anybody in baseball to squeeze some toothpaste out of that too. I agree with the general premise. I got some bad news for you on the velocity. He was 95, 95 plus at his peak. Last year, you saw the numbers kind of go up in Cleveland, partially a result of some reduced velocity. And this year, he's been more like 91 to 93. So the, the problems are multifold for him. But what you're saying is still dead on to me. If you're going to put him in a twin system where he has familiar with familiarity with Derek Falvey. You think that guy doesn't have an advanced scouting report on Cody Allen, the guy, the competitor, the worker? Derek Falvey should know as well as anybody based on their time spent together in Cleveland. But then you're going to put him in the system with Wes Johnson and co. and put a whole team around him, just like you were working on the Martin Perez project in spring training. Well, now you're just you're working on the Cody Allen project. It just happens to be midstream here. Uh, the velocity's down, not throwing as many strikes. When he does throw it in the strike zone, he's getting pounded and giving up home runs, loud contact, and just not a lot of swings and misses. That all is bad news. I'm not going to paint it any other way. However, if the Twins are going to get something out of him, I would say they're as well-equipped as any major league organization right now, and I trust them to try to get him into a better spot. Also, so he comes from the Angels, right? Yeah. If you're ranking teams 1 through 30, number 1 being like the most progressive and trustworthy front offices and teams that really know what they're doing, Astros, Cubs, Twins right now, I think Red Sox, all the way down to 30, the Angels are a lot closer to 30. The Angels are yes. probably bottom 5 on that list. This is a team with a huge payroll and Mike bleeping Trout that can't make the playoffs. They don't right. know what they're doing with free agents and 
draft picks. They don't know what they're doing throughout their whole system. But because of that, because of what you're saying, that gives me hope that they can find something in Cody Allen. Hope that they can. I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying, ah, what is this? They'll never, find, they'll never turn this guy around. He's done. He's washed. I have hope, but not expectations. If yeah. I was going to sum up how I felt about the Cody Allen signing, I'd say I have hope, but not expectations. That's fair. Yeah, and if, it, and, and it, if he doesn't pan out and he gets rocked you in AAA, nothing. you're not paying him any amount of significant money. He doesn't prevent you from going after an actual reliever on July 15th, mm-hmm. or what's the date today? The June 24th. June 24th or, Make those phone calls. Or it's June 25th. Day. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to bring somebody in? It's just a, it's a high upside, low downside yeah. signing. And, you know, even though we should push the Twins to gamble and give up assets for an established pitcher this summer, they should do that. They should be accountable to fans, and they should make that move. They should also still do stuff like this. Yeah. They're still a mid-market team. They should still go after reclamation projects and see if they can get their system to pump some life yeah, into Yeah, especially if they think their system is more well-equipped than most in baseball, which it looks like it is right yeah. now, based on the evidence. This, this to me, is not a, this isn't the fix-the-bullpen move, here-we-go October, we're coming for you. This is it's a scratch-off ticket. And if you happen to win 100 bucks, then this is wonderful. He'll pitch for the you know sixth inning in some ALDS games, and that's the upside to me. He had some back stiffness or tightness, whatever, earlier this year. So get him healthy, get the velo up, see if you can get that swing and miss stuff back. You might have found something here. Did you guys see uh, the, the latest example of a modern baseball miracle? Yesterday? No, what? I don't believe so. Liam Hendricks throwing 99 miles an hour for the Oakland Athletics. Rami, are you familiar with Liam Hendricks at all? No, I don't really? think so, no. There's so, a name. Liam Hendricks was one of was the... Was he an Oasis? <laughs> yes. Was he really? And he the, played bass, yeah. The, the A's are innovative when it comes to their <laughs> scouting of pitchers. <laughs> they love looking at those European tours, especially. <laughs> so Liam Hendricks was uh, like a second-tier Twins pitching prospect about 10 years ago. But one of those control pitch-to-contact guys, who he was a starting pitcher when he was um, on Twins' top 10 prospect boards. And he probably threw 90 miles an hour when I covered him in 2011, 12, and 13. Maybe reared back to like 92. And I saw a tweet yesterday. Someone showed a video of Liam Hendricks throwing an absolute dart on the bottom outside corner, the four spot, against some poor right-handed hitter and pumping his fist as he walks off the mound. And the radar gun says 99 miles an hour. Like, is we've got Tommy LaStella hitting 20 bombs for the, was, I guess, the Angels this yeah. year. We've got Liam Hendricks throwing 99 miles an hour. What is happening around baseball? All I'm saying is trade for that guy with the Twins, get Wes Johnson to get his mitts on him, and he's Throwing hitting 105. <laughs> he probably will. 105. You're selling it up. short. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Dial it up, baby. Uh, all right, what can people find in that Five Thoughts article on scorenorth.com, Derek? Five Thoughts. We talked about the relativity principle in American League bullpens, and I wrote a lot about Cody Allen and what this could mean for the Twins, what they have to fix. Uh, we're going to open up the uh, the floor here for uh, Arami Makloff selfish rant when we come back. I love it. And an obs- I'm selfish. An obscure 30 for 30 that is apparently going to be launched. It's Mackie and Jeb with Rami on the all-new Score North from CHS Field, hanging out with our friends, the St. Saint Paul Saints today. Thank you, Jonathan. Mackie and Jeb with Rami. No Judd today. He'll be back tomorrow. He's got some personal stuff that he's taking care of today. Um, we're at CHS Field where the St. Saint Paul Saints 
just pulled the tarp off, and the sun is shining, so we might get some uh, some baseball. Now in this tonight. looks like an actual grounds crew. Before it looked like they had yeah, there's like three or four, but the, but it takes more than three or four to pull that tarp right. off. So when I think they went to Bulldog across the street, <laughs> grab some college kids. <laughs> but if you want tickets to any Saints game, SaintsBaseball.com is the place to go. The American Association All-Star Game and Festivities come back to CHS Field on Monday, July 22nd and Tuesday, July 23rd. Tickets and more at SaintsBaseball.com. I'm going to clear the deck here for you to do something very selfish. It's not selfish. It's, That's fine. It's just true. No, it's, okay. it's just true. No, no, can, we stop, can we stop acting like St. Louis Cardinals fans who gave Albert Pujols a warm welcome back to St. Louis this weekend, as it was his first return to St. Louis since taking all the money in the world to leave there for Anaheim, I don't know how long ago. They gave him a warm welcome. Great, cool, awesome. They stood up, they cheered. Oh, they're not the first to it was, do it. It was a cool moment. Everybody acts like this is unprecedented. Like, oh, my God, it's the, oh, it's the heaven of baseball. Cardinals fans, the best fans in baseball. Aren't they great singing the praises of Albert Pools? Nobody else would. You don't see this anywhere else. Albert Pools himself. By the way, if I'm an Angels fan... Screw you, Albert Pujols, because he said himself, I told my teammates that they're going to see stuff here that they've never seen in baseball before. Like what? What? What happened What happened at Bush Stadium this weekend Albert, that has never happened in baseball before? Well, it's been a while, but Albert Pujols contributed offensively this weekend. <laughs> I'm not sure if you saw that. Yeah, he, but this happens all the time. <laughs> this happens all the time. If a guy has a really good career and brings some success, a World Series to a franchise, and then he goes somewhere else via free agency or a trade and then comes back with that other team when they come to visit, you get a warm welcome. You get a standing ovation. Jake Arrieta got a standing ovation when he came back to Wrigley Field. Dexter Fowler was in a Cardinals uniform, of all things. He got a standing ovation the first time he got in the batter's box against the Cubs at Wrigley Field. Happens all the time, yet for some reason, it was leading off Sports Center for three straight days that people stood and cheered for Albert Pujols. And the home run that he hit, cool moment. You don't get that all the time when a, guy, cool. when a guy makes that return to a ballpark where he's had a lot of success and was a part of the franchise. Cool moment. And, and the reason that they got to cheer that is because it happened. That doesn't happen all the time where a guy returns and hits a home run. But other than that, there was nothing unique or special at all about Albert Pujols coming back to St. Louis and getting a warm welcome. Happens all the time. I feel like you're letting your Cub fan emotion get the best Am I wrong? Here. It was an amazing, amazing series of moments, by the way, because he received multiple standing ovations from different crowds that were there this weekend. For him to go out and for him to get that ovation and for Yadier Molina to clear out and then come back and those guys hug it out and then he hits a home run later in the series... That's a pretty cool special the home, weekend. The home, the home run is cool. Pretty that, cool. That says more about Albert Pujols than it does about Cardinals fans. Like I, I said, the a only lot reason- of fans, a lot of fans, probably boo a player in that situation still to this day. No, I still th- not. Who's won not, a World Series? Fan. Who had a Hall of Fame? Like Albert Pujols could have retired after his Cardinals days were done, and he's a Hall of Famer. Correct, but he, he had did- a Hall of Fame career there and won two World Series. He turned they, down the chance to go back to St. Louis, and they were not happy about that for a while. And good for them for getting over it, is what I'm saying. Good for them for getting over it, because they are great baseball fans. By the way, best baseball fans, since, I don't know the 
I forget what the name of the Twitter handle is. Everybody should follow it. Best fans in baseball, I think it is, which just finds the worst tweets from Cardinals fans. <laughs> he was digging. He was digging up all the awful and racist things that Cardinals fans were saying about Albert Pujols when he left in 2012, and just retweeting them all weekend long. Look how vindictive you are. <laughs> But it's you, true. You've won, by the way. The Cubs, Dude, the Cubs most recently yes. won a World Series. The division is theirs. The last. This is the era of the Chicago Cubs. You've won. I'm not saying that there that there <laughs> that it wasn't cool what happened in St. Louis this weekend. I'm just saying it's not front page news. It's not new. It's not unique. It's not different. It's not special. It happens all the time. Tom Glavin got his 300th win in Wrigley Field. They stopped the game put an announcement up on the board that Tom Glavin had just won his 300th game and held an ovation for this guy while he went and kissed his wife and kids in the first row behind the dugout. How long did they stop the game for? Minutes. Yeah, the Cardinals fans would have stopped it longer, I think. <laughs> you think you think that this is my my Cubs fandom. You're, it's, it's, this is your trolling it's 50 that's causing you to take that side of the thing. It's 50% your Cubs fandom. By the way, it's at best fans St. Louis okay. if you want to see the best that Cardinals fans have to offer. I will probably Twitter. follow that account. <laughs> Sounds amazing. <laughs> it is a great account. But seriously, trolling aside, am I right? This wasn't something new or special I thought or unique to St. Louis. Okay, if you hadn't if you hadn't started the segment with that rant, uh-huh. if the segment had started and I had no idea, well, I know what you think of Cardinals fans, but let's just pretend it was that I didn't know anything about your feelings about Cardinals fans. If you would have just asked me purely and objectively, what did you think about the Cardinals' receptions for Albert Pools and the whole dynamic and vibe, I would have said, you know what? The whole weekend was amazing and good on Cardinals fans for, for honoring a player that they should absolutely honor. And then if your second question was, do you think they're the best fans in baseball? Objectively, I would say that notion's overrated. It's overrated. I think, I think there's a lot of great fan bases in baseball. There's probably like 10 or 12 equally great fan bases in baseball. Had they not done that, they're just terrible fans. They're the worst fans in baseball. Had do you think they, had, if, if Pujols played for the Rays early in his career, do you think they sell out the trap for his return for the first time in six years? Do you think? Do you no. Think, do you think they probably sell out not. the trap? No, probably not. No, but why compare yourself to the Rays fan base? I'm just saying, That's like setting an awfully low bar. No, you said that that they that they'd be the worst fans in baseball, and I tried to pick out the worst fans in baseball. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, what would they have done for? Fair, Albert fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the Rays equivalent, like Aubrey Huff coming back. Like, I think what? they they did they did what should be expected. Actually, you know what the Rays equivalent is. Hmm. Manager Rocco Baldelli going back to to Tampa. Sure, yeah, right. Just a a hero of his time. I don't know if he had an Albert Pujols type of run in Tampa, no, but not quite. <laughs> not, not quite, but yeah. <laughs> uh, Witness Phil Mickelson, Brooks Kepka, and more of the best the PGA Tour has to offer in Acton at the 3M Open. And Rami Makhlouf, too. They didn't include you on this list. Uh, they didn't. Of, of great golfers. Oh man! You can find the latest athlete challenge <laughs> on our YouTube page if you want to watch. An LPGA uh, tour member tried to fix Rami's swing. I told her she couldn't. She thought she could. She's like, I'm a pro. I can do this. This is what I do. But the 3M Open is here in the Twin Cities July 2nd through the 7th at TPC Twin Cities. The 3M Open is proud to welcome the Zach Brown Band to celebrate the inaugural PGA Tour event in Blaine. And the three-time Grammy Award-winning superstars will perform a private concert on Friday, July 5th. After golf, exclusive ticket packages and event details 
at 3mopen.com. The 3M Open. It's not just a golf tournament. It's the Minnesota event of the year. Country music guy? Yes, big time. You are. Yeah. Are you going to the to the Zach Brown Band concert? I may. Really? I may. And Zach Brown, if you're if you're kind of in on country, but not all in on country, Zach Brown Band is very much the wheelhouse. People never believe me when I say this, but it's absolutely true, and it's a real thing. There's a there's a name for it. I have a phobia to country music. I have a physical reaction when I hear country music. But there's a wide spectrum of country music. And it's called cantorophobia. It's a real thing. If you look it up, it's a real thing. Cantorophobia? It's K-N-T-O-R-O-phobia. Cantorophobia. Spell it again. K-N-T-O-R-O-phobia. Hold on. It's a real thing. I have a phobia to country music. I get an uneasy feeling. I get like a knot in the pit of my stomach. That's not... I I get antsy. Nothing showed up. Spell it again. K-N-T. No. I think so, yeah. Nothing's coming up. Uh, First of all, there's no such word that starts with (laughs) K-N-T. It's K-A-N-T. K-A-N-T. Do you have it in front of you? Yeah, cantorophobia. Oh, did I leave the A out? I'm sorry. K-A-N-T. Cantorophobia. It's a fear of country music. See? It's a real thing. What do you mean by fear of country music? I don't know that I'd describe it as a fear, but it's, it's an involuntary physical reaction that I have to country music. I get an uneasy feeling. I feel antsy. Is I it get, about the music I get or not- about the people that are involved in the music? Is it like you see a guy with some assless chaps singing <laughs> spring break twangy songs? Like like Luke Bryan walks into a room or <laughs> I don't know. I don't this is it's like it's like my fear of flying. It's not something I think about. It's something I know is not logical. I just know I get in a plane and I feel a certain way. I hear country music, and I feel a certain way, and I don't like the way that it makes me feel. So what? And hap- the longer it goes on, the worse that that feeling gets, the deeper I get into said feeling. What would have happened if a few weeks ago you would have come to the Garth Brooks concert at U.S. Bank Stadium? Uh, I don't know, man. 70,000 people? I don't know. I, I don't know. It would have been, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. See, right now I'm getting a little uneasy just thinking about it, and I'm not even putting this on. This is real. I get... I have a weird reaction that I cannot control to country music. So you walk we, into a bar. Yes. And, and gotta go. you've, got, you've got touch tunes. <laughs> gotta go. And someone <laughs> fires up friends in low places. I gotta go, man. You're just running I outside without gotta playing go. a tab. At, at my show in Milwaukee, we had uh, what we called Throwback Thursday, where people would vote for a popular band to be the bumper music for the following Thursday, coming out of every break, and they thought it was funny to vote in country music just to mess with me or because they didn't believe that this phobia was real and I'd have to keep my headphones down on the console (laughs) until I knew that the music was done playing and then I'd pick up the headphones and put them on my ears. What's the most aggressively bad reaction based on this condition because it can't canter a phobia? Yeah. What's the most aggressively bad reaction? Because you told me about a time on a plane with your fear of flying where you had to be on like Nine times the dosage of Dramamine, <laughs> some, some, some purple drink, or whatever it was, and you like slept for 20 straight hours. See, I've never, never had anything that bad with country music because, lucky for me, I could always just remove myself from a situation where there's country music playing. I haven't had to just sit and stew in it. I've never had to actually deal with it. People think it's okay. something I say to be insulting, which I... I, I 
I'm not above what's being your, insulting to country music, but what's your type? Is it fair to say uh, blonde? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Carrie Underwood is on your. Let's say. Let's say. Let's say your gal tells you, "Listen, there's a few, free pass. Free pass." Uh-huh. Carrie Underwood walks in the room uh-huh. and says, "I'm a huge fan of the Score North First Place Twin Show." Right. I think your twins takes her on point. Uh huh. And I want to spend the night with you. <laughs> okay. Is she going to sing? Carrie Underwood. Is she going to sing? Yes. You had to sit through her concert first. <sighs> I mean, I'd try my damnedest, man. <laughs> I would try my damnedest. I would. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna sit here and say. I'd get up and walk out of the room. And be like, nah. So like, I'm Car- not even gonna try. I Car- try. Carrie gets halfway through that Louisville Slugger with both headlights line, and you're just out. You're out. I mean, I, I might just throw up. I don't know. I don't know what happens when I'm when I'm when I'm steeped in the situation for an extended period of time. I'll just remove myself from the situation. Like, there's no way you'd get me to the Garth Brooks concert or Zach Brown band concert. No way. You know how people how people trick with, with like links and emails or uh, or otherwise and uh, that Rick Astley you get Rick rolled that Rick Astley song pops up that never gonna give you up you guys ever, <laughs> ever been a Rick roll before no you but know I know what it about? is okay. yes I think we need to start we need to come up with the equivalent for Rami we're like <laughs> we're like Jonathan we send Rami show prep notes wow look at this amazing twin speculation article it says the twins are on the brink of trading for Madison Bumgarner. I Bogart. got Click friends on the link. in old places. It looks like a link for the athletic, but it's just a country song. <laughs> I'm actually going to do this. Who did this to Robbie? I shouldn't have told you guys about this. Should not have told you about my chorophobia. No, this, this is a tra- this is a transparent show. It will always be a transparent. It's a show. real thing, man. It's a real thing. People take offense to it. They think I'm just trying to be insulting to country music. I can't help it. I can't control it. It's just a thing. It's a real thing. All right. Hey, cram sessions coming up next. Jonathan Harrison, our corrupt judge, will award points based on what he thinks are the best answers. And a little bit later on here from CHS Field, we will catch up with the one, the only, Mike Vec. Forty years after the fact, disco demolition, and uh, we want the full story. I've never heard the full story. Oh, I can't wait. The most monumental, colossal disaster of a sports promotion ever. So we'll do all that or in the was next it? hour. Or was it the most successful sports promotion ever? Eye of the Beholder. And we'll talk to Mike. Exactly. Mackie and Jeb with Rami on the all-new Score North and Score North mobile app.